Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. I'm happy to be back with you today. And in this episode, I wanted to talk a little more about deliverance. I think it was a few weeks ago there was an episode entitled An Introduction to Deliverance, and I just wanted to go a little more into it and with some other examples of things that I have been introduced to or that I've found out along the way. Um, And again, just to say, I'm not an expert in any of this, but I share what I know. And so if you have other resources that you found or other talks or things that are online or books or whatever, feel free to drop them in the comments or share them with me in some way so that I can share them with other people as well. Because we just all want to learn from each other and pray for each other in all of this. So one of the main authors and speakers I've learned a lot from in regards to deliverance, especially from a Catholic perspective, is a gentleman named Neil Lozano. And I've talked about him before. He wrote a book called Unbound, which is a way of uh, specifically a prayer method that he's come up with to help people get greater freedom and be unbound from things that hold them back. And he wrote another book called Resisting the Devil, and the subtitle is A Catholic Perspective on Deliverance. And so both of those are very good resources, I feel, um, for this topic, especially from a Catholic perspective. And I know um, for me and, and a lot of people, sometimes there's hesitation to talk about the devil. and But there shouldn't be, and not that we have to focus on him all the time, no, but he is real and he exists. So it's just acknowledging something that's that's real and acknowledging the devil. And in acknowledging him, we can also acknowledge ways that we can defend ourselves or protect ourselves from him. And it helps us to be closer to Jesus. So one quote that Neil Lozano shared in the book Resisting the Devil is from Pope Paul, excuse me, Pope Paul VI, and I wanted to share it with you. Pope Paul VI said, What are the church's greatest needs at the present time? Don't be surprised at our answer, and don't write it off as simplistic or even superstitious. One of the church's greatest needs is to be defended against the evil we call the devil. And Pope Paul VI said this in a general audience in 1972. So that's almost 50 years ago. And But even though it's from 1972, I feel like if we didn't know it was Pope Paul VI that said it, we could think it was someone today saying it. That one of the greatest needs of the present time in the church is the need to be defended against the evil that we call the devil. And I'm going to talk a little bit about more about that later. But first, just talking about deliverance again in general. And in, in one of his books, Neil Lozano references deliverance, and he says that it's a bridge between exorcism and the sacrament of reconciliation. And I think that that's a really beautiful, succinct statement 
for what deliverance prayer and deliverance ministry is, a bridge between exorcism and the sacrament of reconciliation. We all know what the sacrament of reconciliation is if you're Catholic. Um, If not, sometimes it's called confession. It's when we have the opportunity to go to a priest who in that moment is representing Jesus Christ, so it's Jesus Christ, and we're able to tell our sins to him, and he absolves us of our sins. He forgives us of our sins. So he like reinstates us kind of in a state that we were in in our baptism where we were free of all sin. And so deliverance is providing freedom to us. And again, in regards to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, um, deliverance ministry also, it's just, it can be a normal part of evangelization. Deliverance prayer can be a normal part of confession or the Sacrament of Reconciliation, but it's not like it has to be. So like I said before, the difference between like inner healing prayer and deliverance prayer, sometimes somebody needs both. Sometimes inner healing prayer needs deliverance prayer to get to the fullness of the healing that's required. But sometimes somebody just needs healing prayer, and that's fine, and that's good. And it can be the same with the Sacrament of Reconciliation. You can have a wonderful, beautiful, perfect confession and be absolved and everything is fine and have no need for deliverance prayers. And that's great and wonderful. But sometimes you might have need for deliverance prayers, and that's also great and wonderful. It can be a part of it. And Neil Lozano says in his book, Resisting the Devil, deliverance ministry is the effort through prayer, counsel, or spiritual direction to help someone take hold of the authority that has been he has been given in Christ, defeat the enemy's lies, and break free of the oppression that affects him. So this is beautiful. It's authority that's been given to us in Christ, in our baptism, when we were made children of God. And I spoke about this in the last podcast more. But it's also, it gives us freedom. And especially sometimes we can recognize that something is holding us back, right? Either it's a sin that we keep repeating and we go to confession again and again. It's an attitude, even if it's not a sin, but it's just a way of being. If if we're always holding on to unforgiveness, if we just can't forgive somebody, right? And we we just, we think about them and, we, and we're angry and because of an injustice done to us and we just hold on to unforgiveness. Some of that could be, not all of it. Sometimes you just need to be led through prayers of forgiveness and it's the right time and you're able to forgive. But sometimes it could be a way that the devil, that the enemy has his work done in us. He has us bound up in that. And we start to believe maybe even lies that the, that the devil has put into us, lies that we're not good enough, lies that, um, that we could never forgive somebody, all of those things. They're not true. There might be a time for things and it might not all happen in one go, but, but they're not true. And so I just want to say, too, a lot of times, and sometimes even for myself, people don't want to talk about the devil. And it's not that I particularly like talking about the devil, but we shouldn't avoid all talk of him. Um, Because 
he is real, like I said earlier. And one of the saints, I think, said, like, or some spiritual writer said, you know, one of the ways that the devil kind of wins um, in our society, like he kind of is prominent, is when he gets people not to talk about him, like to think that he doesn't exist. Because then when things are going wrong or there's just something you, you can't get over or a sin you keep doing, you don't even think it could be him. We think it's just us. We think it's our own problem. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just I need to get over a personal difficulty that I have. And that's real. But sometimes it is the devil who's, who's put something into us. And because all the devil wants to do is distract us from Jesus and take us further away from him. So whatever he can do to do that, he tries. And we, so we have to be aware of him. And he wants to distract us, to tempt us. Um, that's, that's what he does. He did it from the beginning, right? When we look at Adam and Eve. He tempted them with a lie. He made the devil as a serpent, made them think that God wasn't going to provide for them, that God wasn't telling the truth. He, he like twisted God's words, right? So just briefly, this is an aside, but when we think of how the devil can work and if he could do it with Adam and Eve, he can do it with any of us, right? We're all, we're all open to that because, because we're, we're human. And so when we think of Adam and Eve, we can remember, you know, God told them, you can eat of any of the fruit of the garden, just don't eat of the fruit of the knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all he said, don't eat of that tree. The devil comes and says, um, what did he tell you? You know, what did God really tell you? And it makes Eve start to question, oh, he told us not to even touch the tree. Well, that's a, that's a lie. God didn't say anything about touching the tree. So when the devil comes on the scene, he kind of, um, he'll thwart things, you know, he'll, he'll take things out of, out of reality and, and they seem real in that moment. And so he's just taking us further and further away from God. And that's, that's his goal. He wants to distract and tempt us. And the more he can do that, then the more we kind of fall into it. Um, so another kind of disclaimer on the other side of things. So we shouldn't act, as the, act like the devil doesn't exist, right? He's real. He exists. But we also don't need to get paranoid about it. Um, and this can be across some people deal with. And they really get freaked out and think any kind of temptation, any kind of problem they're having is, is the devil messing with them. And they're, and they're really, they get worried about it and they're scared and, um, you know, and they live in this kind of fear that, um, anything that's going wrong is the devil. And that's not good either. And probably not true and not true, not probably not true. It's not true because <laughs> sometimes things just happen and because of circumstances or whatever, it's not, it's not that every quote unquote bad thing is, the devil trying to mess with us. And so more to focus on, yes, we recognize and we acknowledge that the devil is real and there are times when he is tempting us, which we need deliverance from. But also, and and primarily I would hope, we can focus on and not forget the Lord's abounding love and mercy towards us. 
So like the Psalms tell us again and again, and scripture tells us like God is faithful. God is full of mercy. God is abounding in love and mercy for us as his children. So that should be our predominant thought, our predominant prayer. And, and when we get distracted from that, you know, just ask Jesus to show us, ask God the Father, show us your love and mercy. Show me your love and mercy. And that can be a, a short prayer you pray, even in the midst, if there is a temptation in your life or an addiction or anything like that, pray to be free of it and then pray for God to show you his love and mercy. And so people ask, like, who is deliverance for? Who is deliverance ministry for? How do I know if I need deliverance ministry? Um, and again, I'm not an expert on this. If you know a priest that's familiar with deliverance ministry, it could be a good thing to talk about with him. Or if there's a prayer group in your area that's familiar with this, you can go and talk to them. And once you kind of get to know someone too, and you're able to share with them when it's appropriate, um, like if there's a certain habit you have or a certain temptation that just comes back. And again, this is where like a spiritual director can come in very in a helpful way and point out these things. And, you know, if sometimes if you've gone to counseling for something, if you've done all the things and it's still a problem, that could, it could be a sign that deliverance ministry would be helpful to you. And, you know, sometimes we try all the different ways we can think of self-help and anything we can do um, and counseling, which are all good things and needed. I, I'm not knocking any of those things. Those are very good and can help us find freedom in, in lots of situations. But sometimes none of those things will work or they're just not, it's not working. You can tell something's not right. Maybe, maybe it could be a time you need to pray about it. You need to ask Jesus to show you, you know, what, what's holding you back. And he will, the light of the Holy Spirit will bring things to the, to the front to, he'll shine his light on them. And so who is deliverance ministry for? It could be for everyone. And like I said earlier, it can be a part of the sacrament of reconciliation. It's a part of evangelization because all we do in evangelization is we, we point people towards Jesus. We tell them how good he is, how he's the Lord. And if there's anything in our lives that's blocking us from living under the full like sonship and daughtership as, of God's children, then we need to be delivered from that. And so sometimes, like I said, it could be maybe you just are holding on to this anger and you, you've tried and you've tried to pray for the person that you're angry at, everything. There could be something there that's blocking you, a lie you believe. You believe that maybe if, if you forgive this person, it means that everything will be okay. And that's a lie. If the person wronged you, then everything isn't okay. They, they did a bad thing to you or to someone you love, and, and the anger is showing that. But being able to forgive them and to release them to the Lord can bring a huge amount of freedom. So there are things, or even habitual sins, um, so, or habits that we get into that aren't good, that lead us away from Jesus. And even if they're not sins, but it's just like things that you do that lead you away from the Lord rather than to him. It could be that the devil has introduced things into your life and he's just got his, his way into it. So 
and you just need to renounce the lies and announce the truth like we've done before on this podcast and in, if you've gone to pro groups and things it's the same thing so yeah just this will be kind of a briefer podcast i'm guessing um, i haven't looked at the time but just to realize to not be afraid of deliverance and to see it as just another way of evangelization and another road so to speak that helps us get to jesus and sometimes you need it and sometimes you don't and that's great <laughs> and yeah it's not needed all the time but it's needed some of the time and it can be for everyone and it doesn't have to be scary and it leads to greater freedom and it ultimately leads to deeper healing you know jesus can take that once we're free of whatever's holding us back you know whatever blocks we have up whatever thing we're holding on to with all of our might because we think that that's the only way then we need to be delivered from that and we're delivered when you think of even the word delivery or something it's like you bring something somewhere right so we're delivered from the lies and from the falsehoods of the devil and we're delivered deeper into the heart of jesus so it's it's just another aspect of the christian life to go deeper into his heart and so i pray for that for each of you for each of us for myself as well that if there are things and i, I want to pray right now and just we'll just pray for this i'm just kind of being spontaneous right now so in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, I thank you for everyone who is listening to this podcast or at any time. And I pray for the light of the Holy Spirit to illuminate anything that might be dark in us. If there's any kind of um, thing we've been holding on to that's holding us back from from the freedom that we have in Christ, if there's anger or lies that we believe or a habitual sin that we just can't seem to stop even though we want to, show us in the light of the Holy Spirit what's holding us back. Maybe it's a lie that we believe about ourselves or just a sense of hopelessness or anything at all that distracts us from Jesus. Show us what distracts us from Jesus. And we come before you now and we offer that for Jesus to take. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I'm not good enough. In the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce the lies, the lie that it will always be this way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce the lie that there's no hope. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. And we invite Jesus into these places. We renounce any 
agreements we've made or lies that we've just come to believe in our in our life. And I ask you, Jesus, to show whatever those lies are to whoever's listening and to show the truth instead. Have the truth replace that lie. So the truth is that you're a son or daughter of God. The truth is that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And the truth is that you are deeply loved and that this is not the end, that there is hope. So I pray for everyone listening and we ask Jesus to bless everyone in any space that's been freed up in these moments of prayer. We ask Jesus to come fill them with his grace and his joy and his peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Now, again, I'm not an expert in deliverance ministry, and if there are things that were brought up as you prayed, um, like things you became aware of, like lies you believe or habits you have, I encourage you to bring them to a priest or to someone trained in deliverance ministry, and they can walk through it with you and see if if you need prayer or um, anything at all. or if, Sometimes priests can even, well, not sometimes, but priests can say special prayers that, that we can't say as lay people, and those can be really beautiful. And the power of the priesthood is also very needed and very beautiful in these times, especially in times where something's really got, like if the devil's really got like a hold on us in some way for a for a sin that we repeatedly do or just an attitude that we repeatedly have, um, if it's been a long time coming, um, the priesthood, the priest with his ordination has, has graces that can help us be free and be delivered and be brought closer to the heart of Jesus. So I encourage you um, to find a priest that can pray with you if, if you're struggling with something. And you know, maybe don't just go to the normal confession time at your parish. This is just a, a tip. Um, but you can schedule an appointment with Father at your parish. Or or if you know, you know, ask your friends. And if there's somebody in the diocese that you live or in the town where you live who, you know, maybe they have healing masses or they they know, you know that they pray with people. Um, you know, I would, I would make an appointment with the priest and just say, you can tell the secretary or whoever takes the call that you would like to have Father pray with you about a certain uh, certain things. You don't have to tell anything, um, but you can make an appointment because sometimes it, it takes more time. And often if you just go at like the sa- Saturday afternoons for the normal confession times in the parish, Father won't have time in that moment to um, help you with this, but he will be able to, yeah, help you with a longer appointment and and everything, or even a longer confession, if you need just more time than than what's allotted on Saturdays. I highly recommend um, any of those things, and just calling up your parish. It's a normal thing; priests are used to it. So I would, I just highly recommend that, and especially the, just the connection between the sacrament of reconciliation and deliverance. Um, the more we frequent the sacraments, especially the sacrament of reconciliation, time of prayer before the Eucharist. Sometimes these things are kind of made known to us because with each of the sacraments, we get closer to Jesus. So 
that's when we can kind of recognize something is off. You know, this habit, it's really bothering me now because, um, because I've been getting closer to Jesus. And, you know, the devil doesn't like that. He doesn't like when we get close to Jesus. So, and the sacraments are a beautiful way to get close to Jesus. So I recommend that as well. It's just like a handy tip. <laughs> um, or um, try to find a, a prayer ministry group in your area. Sometimes they're often known if you contact the charismatic, the Catholic charismatic office in your diocese. Sometimes they'll have a list of like prayer meetings that happen. So I recommend that as well. But until next time, know that I am praying for you and please pray for me as well. And I just want to remind everybody that Jesus heals and we're all on a journey of deliverance, really, of being delivered from the lies that we believe and delivered deeper into the heart of the Father. So God bless you and let us pray for each other.